Welcome to the Real Turf Techs podcast for the technician who's keeping it real. Follow along as we talk to industry professionals and address hot topics that we all face. Along the way, we'll learn tips and tricks. I'm your host, Trent Manning. Let's have some fun. Welcome to the Real Turf Techs podcast, episode 15. Today, we're talking to Ben Beard. He's the equipment manager at American Dunes Golf Club in Grand Haven, Michigan. American Dunes is a Jack Nicklaus design 18-hole public course. If you're not familiar with American Dunes, I encourage you to read about its unique mission to fund the Folds of Honor Foundation, which awards scholarships to spouses and children of Americans' fallen service members and those with disabilities. Ben's a sole technician in his shop. Let's hear what Ben's got to say. Welcome, Ben Beard, to the Real Turf Techs podcast. How you doing today, Ben? I'm doing well. Thank you, Trent. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad you're here. We're going to roll right in here. Perfect. Uh, tell us how you got into the turf industry. Uh, so I was, I can't even remember the years, probably 2012 or 2013, working as an automotive tech. Uh, actually did, at the time, was doing mostly like medium-duty trucks and uh, ag and semi-tires. So a lot of time on the farm doing that with the service calls and was not really enjoying life. Uh, mm-hmm. at the time my, so my girlfriend at the, when she's my wife now at the time, she, uh, she wanted me to move. She was, uh, getting into dental school and wanted me to move. So I started to, I said, Hey, I'm at a stagnant kind of point in my life. I kind of need a change. And so I started looking for jobs. Um, we were moving from the middle of Michigan to, uh, the Detroit Metro area and, I was really actually pushing hard to try to get into a Roush and uh, do some high performance stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. kind of on a weird whim, um, I was going to school at the time um, to be for automotive. And one of my instructors pulled me aside and said, Hey, I got a job listing that I've been approached by and I don't really want to post it because it's not really automotive related, but he goes, I think this is right up your alley. Cause he knew that I had, you know, farming background and worked mm-hmm. on equipment and stuff like that. So he, uh, it was, um, all he knew at the time, what really was, it was some sort of a landscape or, uh, turf equipment. Well, find out it was, uh, JW turf, which is the John Deere distributor up in Michigan. Okay. Um, they cover, uh, that Wisconsin, Illinois, Northern Indiana and Ohio, and then Michigan. Uh, so I interviewed with them and, at the time they went with somebody with more experience and everything, but, uh, the owner, John Leibold, who, if, um, if in he, he's well known in the turf industry owns Leibold irrigation, um, they do big with irrigation renovations and all that. He's, mm-hmm. he called me up and said, Hey, let's just call me every Monday and let's chat. So I literally called him every Monday. Um, he's a really busy guy. So a lot of times I'd get his voicemail, but they, you know, uh, finally said, Hey, I, you know, I got a job, I got a spot for you. It's not exactly what you want, but I think I can get you in. So I started washing equipment and setting up, uh, um, setting up reels and Mm -hmm. demo equipment. So I got really familiar with the QA five reels real quick. Okay. (laughs) My first week I put like a hundred or something together out of the box. Uh, so I, I did that and just kept 
proven myself and, you know, just kept itching like, well, let me work on this. Let me work on that. And got to the point where, um, I worked my way out ended up being this, I was a service manager. So, and then I was going all over the state Oh wow! doing, uh, service and dealing with just about everything. And then one day I got a call from Scott Retman at Walnut Creek country club, which is actually as a stone flies or as a crow flies from our shop was about a mile. So I was there and, and, uh, I honestly, and he was, um, probably our biggest customer at the time. Okay. So, and we had had a couple of warranty issues and whatnot. So I'm like, Oh, great. Here we go. Mm. So kind of all nervous. I'm, I, you know, I say, he said, when can you meet? I, I said, right now I'll be right there. Well, he says, uh, my technician, which his technician at the time was Hector Velasquez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, he's leaving. And, uh, I'd like you to come work for me. So I kind of was like, okay, yeah, let me, you know, let me think about it and whatnot. And to be quite honest with you at that time, I thought literally that I was going to kind of somewhat pursue this and go back to JW and say, Hey, listen, they have a job offer. Um, you know, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Well, after I went to lunch with Hector one day and I said, Hey, what do you think? And you know, he, he really pushed me into it and said, Hey, I think you can do it. I, I, you know, it's not going to hurt. Um, you know, not my hours. I wasn't really giving up anything. Um, uh, it was pretty much apples to apples and mm-hmm. work hours and things like that. And, uh, so I said, Hey, wh- what's it going to hurt if I go, it's only going to better me if I want to, you know, come back to JW down the road, mm-hmm. or if I want to, whatever, it's only going to get to get that experience. It's only going to better me. So I did it and really glad that I made that decision. Um, and then just kind of hit the ground running and just started loving every minute of it. Um, I got involved with the, uh, MIGCSA, which is our local chapter mm-hmm. of GCSA started doing, um, organizing the technician education, things like that. I was dealing, uh, I was ended up, uh, committee, you know, helping doing the committee. And then at the time, the committee chair was like, Hey, this makes no sense. He's a superintendent. He says, you're handling all this. Why don't you become the chair and, mm-hmm. you know, come on, be a liaison on the board. Awesome. So, I, so I really got involved with that. And then, um, I did that gig. I was there from 2015, um, until 2020. And then my wife had finished up um, her four years of dental school, turned into three more years after that of ortho residency. So mm-hmm. um, it was lucky. I told, you know, when I first started with Scott, I told him I could only commit for so long. And then uh, it was obviously after she committed more to school and I committed more to him. And uh, so now my wife, she's graduating and we're looking to move Um kind of more to the west side of michigan that's kind of that's where we love which if you ever up this way west michigan is beautiful it's the northern michigan feel but you have you're still close to the big city um so i started looking for jobs and you know very with being involved in my gcsa i was networked with a lot of guys Mm -hmm. there just wasn't much and i was like "Uh uh-oh i literally was like okay i'm gonna i got you know i at the time it just uh we just had our second boy and uh so i got two kids and i'm just i'm gonna be a stay-at-home dad (laughs) so i uh started looking for jobs and then i heard it said hey there's a you know through the grapevine people are kept saying like hey uh 
hear about the new Jack Nicholas course design course being built in Grand Haven, which is where I was moving actually. And I said, mm-hmm. well, I, at this time I'd already, I had pretty much bought a house <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I said, no, I hadn't. So I, li- I, I got online, did the research of, uh, it's called American Dunes golf club. And I encourage listeners to, you know, kind of, uh, visit the website and hear the story. And, uh, I, so I, I emailed the general manager, Doug Bell, and I said, Hey, just wondering if you guys have an opening on your crew, I can do just about any good job on a golf course. I'm looking for a part-time to kind of keep me sane while I'm going to be a stay home dad. Mm-hmm. I think about two hours later, I get a reply from my now superintendent Joe and said, Hey, I'm actually looking for an equipment manager. Would you be willing to come up and, you know, interview? And I said, wow, this is perfect. So I literally, um, went up and closed on my house. And then five minutes later went to this job interview and, uh, basically everything was history after that. Was, I would think we were probably there within Joe and I were together for about five minutes and we knew that this was probably going to work out. So that leads that me to where awesome. I'm at, where I'm at now. Yeah. That is a really cool story. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how things just work out sometimes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's unreal. The amount of, um, uh, the fate that has happened on our journey with our family and, and things like that, that there's too many coincidences and all that, that just makes us, makes it so much re- it's reassuring to know that this is a good choice and where we're at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm happy for you. Tell me a little bit about what do you like better about the golf courses versus working at the John Deere distributor? Uh, probably more or less is like, I, the big thing is, is like, I have my fleet and I maintain my fleet. It's mm-hmm. not a, and I can rearrange. I know what needs to be done. I can pull this from here and there as far as with that and everything's right in my shop. I'm not calling guys that are six hours away and trying to walk them through, mm-hmm. um, voltage tests and things like that, or, the, or the little things of, you know, the guys are down. So now I've got to get them a replacement more mm-hmm. and then come to find out, uh, they come to find out, you know, we'll get it trucked to us. And then it's something is, I, m- I remember a bunker rake that it was just a huge issue. It was a cust- I, customer that was, I, you know, it wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I had talked to them and there they went and they pulled, it was like probably four or five hours away. And the salesman pulled the, pulled it home all the way home and i literally said don't pull it off the trailer i'll fix it right now and it was just as simple as a relay and uh it was back on it you know so it's like things like that where yeah i could have had it you know i could have had it done in the field or whatnot but Mm -hmm. but uh and the other side is like i as when i was at the dealer i never never got to see anything cut i would grind reels and do everything I had, I think I had one time that I had actually been out on the course and watched grass cut when, while I was there, oh, um, yeah. while I was at the dealer and that was cause they had a cut quality cut issue mm-hmm. and it was pretty early on where I couldn't see it. Um, it was actually country club of Detroit with, uh, Ross Miller and, uh, Victor Anderson, two good friends of mine now at, they're like, yeah, you see the lions. And I'm like, uh, no, no, yeah. yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> but it's evolved since then. So I don't, I mean, that's funny because, you know, we've done it 
long enough now, you know, we notice everything when there's a bad cut and figuring out exactly what's wrong and all that stuff. But I, I get it. You know, you don't look at it every day. Exactly. And, uh, you know, you don't know any better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just cutting grass looks good. <laughs> what's the problem? That's awesome. Walk us through your daily shop routine. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of, I, I get, you know, I'm, I'm there, uh, about an hour early. Usually it's, uh, Joe, my super and I, um, are right there about the same time. Sometimes I beat him. Sometimes he beats me, but we're the first ones in by a while and kind of him and I will start getting everything around mowers hooked up. I, I like to get hands on everything. So you know, I start my triplexes, make sure that all the lights are working. I pull them out and I like to get everything lined up. Um, one of my things I like is like when morning meeting is done, it's just, I like to see a train pull out of everybody just in a row, like mm-hmm. everything ready. So I like to have all that thing, all, everything done. And then also gives him and I some time to kind of go over, you know, what's going on in the day, you know, what we're going to do, what, what our, our, um, daily goals do. And, uh, so now I'm starting to get, but probably last year and, and more earlier this year, we've been struggling with getting staff and, you know, we're renovating, mm-hmm. we're doing a complete on hundred percent renovation soup to nuts. Um, our property has been 100% bulldozed and built back up in the last two years. Wow. So, uh, so a lot of times I was actually, you know, when we're hooking things up, Joe would come to me and say, Hey, how busy are you today? <laughs> it's like, well, I'm always busy, but what do you need? And some days I'd be mowing greens, um, walk mowing greens, which I love. And, uh, you know, some days I'd be out, um, tear raking the fairways or whatnot. So it all really depends on the day and, you know, what we're trying to cram in, but routinely after everything gets, gets, uh, you know, after our morning meeting, um, and goes out, I get in my cart and, um, I check everything go through and I not only check and cut and quality cut, but I just could check the operators and kind of making sure they're not really, I shouldn't say making sure they're doing it right, but seeing no. if there's any way that I can help them improve their job or any way that I can say, Hey, we can make a shortcut here or, or there. I don't, I think that's a really good point. So I want to interrupt you a little bit, but anytime we can ride out and help an operator do his job better, is invaluable i think oh exactly it's you know we're we know the equipment more than anybody else so if it's little things i mean i've had guys that have i you can just watch them on a triplex and they're hunched over the steering wheel and it's like hey you know that steering wheel moves and you can move Mm. the seat back right (laughs) something like that is just like made their eight hour day so much easier yeah and otherwise you never would have seen it Mm -hmm. um and then i uh then to come back to the shop and kind of prioritize and, you know, try to accomplish what, whatever I can get done. And again, like I said, um, I, I got a lot of, I don't have, a, I'm not the best at everything, but I, I know a little bit about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So if it's help needed out with drainage or irrigation or little things like that, um, I'll help where needed, but, um, I try to prioritize and get whatever repairs that I can done, try in the morning. Um, and then I try to free my afternoons up for doing, doing my checks on, uh, fairway units, triplexes, uh, greens mowers. I try to do, I, I don't, it's kind of funny cause I kind of switch everything up. I've, 
I've tested and switched at my routine up so much just to try and see what's more efficient. Um, but I tend to do um, green s'mores in the morning um, because I'm hooking them up anyways. And only it's going to take me another probably 35, 45 seconds per machine to check them then. And then I know right then that perhaps somebody didn't bump it in the shop at the night, at, you know, or the day before. And then it just reassures, reassures that I didn't miss anything. Right. Okay. Well, so what happens if, you know, it doesn't cut or something like that? Well, usually, um, usually I'm on top of thing, but if, if it doesn't, I would probably try to, you know, try to grind it. You know, I'll do like a face grind real quick or, or, uh, you know, pull a bed knife out. I've, I've learned to, I've learned that rather than, you know, sometimes like trying to be like, well, what can we do? It's like, I can just get it done quick. So mm-hmm. I would pull everything out, but more majority of the time I'm usually, I, I, I'm, extremely proactive about it where i know if it's starting to i usually grind or backlap when it's still cutting obviously mm-hmm. um just to stay above that curve so usually it never gets to that point where it's like not cutting or something like that so okay i got you do you relief grind i do relief grind so actually in my notes it's kind of funny i literally put uh yes no yes no yes no because um in my career like i kind of you know i had hector um, kind of a mentor, but it was never him and I didn't really, it was kind of, we worked together for a, about a week or two. Mm-hmm. There was so much that we had to go over and, and finish that there's really never, I've never really had a, never worked under anybody to be like, Oh, this is why we relief grind. And so I literally have spent most of my career relief grinding, not relief and grinding, um, different faces on the bed knife, trying different attitude angles and just seeing what works. Mm-hmm. Um, I tended, so when I was at Walnut Creek, I had all John Deere reels, uh, all John Deere equipment. So I ran, um, no contact. So, uh, I would run every, I would relief everything in the wintertime, just spin grind my, I would spin grind everything except for green s'mores, green s'mores. I would just relief grind. Okay. Cause I kind of felt, you know, obviously it can't comes with a relief grind. So it's more mm-hmm. of that. I think I also think with a fairway and a triplex, you're have a lot more um, room for air. So it was like, I just didn't have the time, especially when I'm grinding in there, we did a half and half cut. So we sent four fairy and it's all one right after another. So mm-hmm. if it's time to grind, you know, I'm grinding four fairway units and I'm grinding them on Tuesday because we're mowing on Wednesday. Right, right. So it was, you know, every second counts. Um, but now I do relief grind, uh, because I, I backlap, um, mm-hmm. I backlap probably every other Friday or so, um, just to keep an edge. So I, obviously I do it before, um, uh, before things get, you know, when it's still cutting paper really well, I still, it's like more of a maintenance, a maintenance hone, if you would, mm-hmm. rather yeah, than, a, you know, a resharpen. So also I have all Toro now too. So, um, I run a light whisper of a contact, so that leading edge is a little bit thinner for that less, less drag. And also it makes spin grinding quicker. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you think difference between Toro and Deer setups? Which one do you like better? It, you know, it's, it's hard to say, like I, I could probably put a QA five together in my sleep. Toro's just is so new to me, but what I've seen with Toro, as far as their, the metallurgy, and in their reels are is unreal. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going through a grow in and we're not just a grow in, we're literally growing in and on a sand dune. 
We're mm-hmm. literally the everything. There's no no soil. It's all one greens, fairways, rough. Everything is just sand. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as you can dig. So and f- the they have held an uh, edge so well. But it's just it's hard for me to say you know play favorites. I, I, I you know I have so much invested in deer. I had such great support with those guys. Um, and same with Toro. Mm-hmm. You know my my salesman down in in Detroit, Rusty Willard was he was there all the time. Uh, the service manager Jake Saunders, he was great. You know, and same with over here now. I've got AJ and John Gar- the guys at Spartan Distributors are just amazing to me. So I'm lucky to have really. You know, I can't really say one or the other. I, you know, right now, obviously I have Toro. So that's what I had, what's what I've kind of done. And it's new to me. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. But at the end of the day, I mean, pretty much anything. Um, it, it's, I mean, in a nutshell, they're pretty much all the same. Yeah, no, I agree. And I wasn't trying to put you on the spot and make you pick a favorite or something like that. It was just making conversation whatever works for you and whatever, you know, works within your budget. And we exactly. all, like J.R. Wilson likes to say, we're all trying to make tall grass short. Yep, exactly. Yeah. That's all, that's all it boils down to. Yep. Tell us something you've fabricated lately. So I haven't done much lately. Um, just because, I mean, we're, we're just, there's so swamped with, with trying to grow a golf course in, um, but one of the things I did make was, so we had an old gazebo and it had these big beams that we had to tear down and they're like, well, they were going to scrap them. I said, no, just throw them behind the shop. And I, I took one of them. That's, I think it's about a six inch by six inch tube, pretty much square tube. I welded that to a rim, an old Kubota rim that had uh, egged out the holes. Mm-hmm. So I welded onto that. And then I set my grinder, my uh, bench grinder on top of that. So, uh, it's, you know, it's not on a bench. It's not sitting there. I can move it around. Makes it a lot easier. I got that idea from, from my dad. He did a, he's his vice actually is an, is on an old, uh, dozer sprocket welded mm-hmm. onto an old piece of ductile iron yeah, yeah. in the shop and just makes like, wow, it makes sense. Cause it's not, you know, you can move it around. It just, if you have something real long and the bench isn't hindering it. Yeah. A good friend of mine, um, he's a blacksmith, but, uh, before that he was uh he owned a loader and was digging basements or whatever but anyway um he took the idler off the dozer the front mm-hmm. idler same thing welded post to it mounted his vice to it and then he made this it's just a piece of round bar that's uh, offset and you clamp that in the vice and you lean it over you know at a whatever 30 degree angle and you can crank it and drive it around oh. anywhere you want to go on concrete, right. of course. But yeah, yeah, it was just, I seen that. I was like, this is really cool. <laughs> you can just wheel That's it right it. around, you know, wheel it around the shop. Yeah. Where you want to go. Exactly. At, uh, I did a lot more when I was at, uh, at Walnut Creek. One of the big things I, I, uh, for, um, member guests, the guys kind of wanted something. So I built a floating green that we took out there and put in the center of the pond. So I put it all originally one was all out of wood and that didn't last so i made it all a square tubing with some old barrels ended up having we put lights on it with a remote switch um we actually would uh sod it every year oh wow yeah how big was this i think it was 12 by 12 because 
I want to say it was, that's the only how big I could get it to get it down, get it like from the shop to the thing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get it. Otherwise I, it would have caught, it would have been too much. Either was, I think I want to say 12 by 12 mm-hmm. or something like that. Cause otherwise I couldn't get, cause I had to take it down the road. <laughs> I, you know, I couldn't do it that way. And then also a couple other things I did there were I made a, um, I mean, if you've probably seen a lot of these on Twitter is a, um, a tailgate. That's a funnel on the back of a workman or a workman for, uh, so basically what it does, it's a tailgate and it V's down and then okay. you, can, um, you can, so like if when you're where we did a lot of, we had a drainage renovation going on. So it allowed the guys to, you know, they're backfilling with sand, backfilling the trenches with sand. Mm-hmm. And I watched the guys literally backing up, backing up like a hundred times to try and dump like, no, now they could just straddle the trench oh, yeah, and yeah. drive over it and do it. Awesome. That was a good and one. Then the, yeah. And then we, uh, actually also too there, we started, uh, we did a, they wanted to do a bridge renovation behind the clubhouse. They've got uh, a nice, really nice stoned bridge. And then we did a couple of them that um, were on the course that were, that went over culverts. So we poured, poured concrete and then did it. And then, well, we had started, we had, then we got to the other side of the course that there was bridges that span the water. And so we pulled the, the metal decking up and then um, it was kind of cool. I rented a big, uh, I made my own welding rig. I had a rented one of those um, the Miller welder generators and put in the mm-hmm. back of a work uh, uh, pro gator, and then did that um, welded braces and built forms to pour concrete rather than to uh, put metal decking mm-hmm. and stone veneered it. And then they liked that so much that they wanted to uh, they want to do a walking bridge the same way. So I ended up building that one pretty much all from scratch. Um, we had some I beams out behind and whatnot. Um, that one turned out pretty cool. That was, that was one that I was pretty proud of. I did it pretty much did it at the shop and then took it out. And then, uh, we put, put it in some cement forms and, you know, build the pylons and all that. And that mm. turned out, it was one of those things that, you know, it's going to be there for a long time and turned That's out awesome. really, really cool. That is a good one. Yeah. What's your favorite tool? A couple other guys have already, you know, mentioned this as phones and computers. It's just, you know, that's like, for example, one thing I like about the Toros is, right on their right on the tag for uh, their serial number tag it's got a qr code mm-hmm. and you literally tag that code and it brings up you know parts manual or owner's manual so i could be out in the field and say you know if i don't have access to my computer i can tag that and then i can figure you know whatever part it is and then email so email on my phone to the parts distributor and i'll have the part next day you know which is yeah. help streamline everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than that, I'd probably say I, I do like my power probe. Now I had, uh, I've had mine for ever since I worked automotive. So it's been, I've had mine for 10 years now or so. And I had things awesome. It just comes in so handy. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you have any side projects? Side I do houses? not No, I, uh, I've always wanted, you know, I just, I got two kids. I got one on the way. Um, it's just, I've got, you know, my wife is, she was in school for, you know, so long and now she's starting a new career. It's just pretty much being a dad's my side hustle, you know, there like you go. it takes up, takes up so much time. Nothing I'll, wrong I'll with that. For the, I, I'll do it for the right guy though. If somebody, if somebody's going to say, Hey, do you want me to do this? You know, I'm not going to turn them down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not actively pursuing, uh, but if it's family or a friend, good friend or something cool that I want to work on. Yeah. So like when I was at Walnut Creek, I actually did, there's a, a, the starter, he had a, a horse farm 
So I was, I went there, um, after I put the, put my son to bed, this is, I only had one son at the time. So I'd put him to bed and I'd go work on the farm the rest of the night mm. and, uh, you know, until dark and, you know, working, I'd do everything from weed whip in the paddocks to feeding the horses to, you know, working on his, uh, his backhoe and whatnot. So hmm. what do you like best about your job? Right now is the sunrise over 6T. So get on 6T and watch the sunrise. That's, mm. that's, I mean, that's everybody says, you know, I get to, I get to ranch on stuff, but I also get to see a sunrise mm. every morning. You know, that's kind of cool. And then it's just something new every day. And it's, and there's no, there's no playbook for, for what we do. You know, there's, when I was automotive, you could get on, you know, whether the forums or, or to contact the dealer or, you know, it was, you know, you've seen a Chevy Impala with a wheel bearing. Well, I've seen 150 of them and mm-hmm. you've seen that same um, every time, you know, this day it's every, something's new every day that you just don't, uh, you never know. And it keeps you on your toes right. and just keeps you guessing. What's the craziest thing you've seen at the golf course? You know, I haven't seen anything real crazy, I guess, other than, you know, carts and stuff in the pond and, you know, with a beer bottles floating and stuff like that. But the coolest thing, though, I have seen was uh, I was standing next to the Budweiser Clydesdales watching Jack Nicholas tee off on number 10 at our course while fighter jets did a flyover. That is pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. We were we actually um the the Clydesdales and everything was the first time that Budweiser's had them out since uh since COVID and everything. So, oh wow! Yeah, that was really cool to see. So, yeah, to experience that, awesome. that. Yeah. What was one of your pet peeves? Oh boy, uh, it's funny because I literally was uh, catching up on this podcast yesterday, and I heard you talk about the uh, uh, when you're talking with Corey about the bay door. Uh-huh. And, oh my god, that one that one drives me nuts. Cause like, as soon as I'm trying to get something in or out and like, you have a whole parking lot to park mm-hmm. and right in front. Um, that's one, my shop floors. Um, man, I just, I, right now I just have, we just have polished concrete floors. So nothing special. Mm-hmm. That's one thing we're, I'm trying to do is, is go through the shop. They didn't. So before they never had a mechanic before me and they hadn't for, I don't know how many years. So the shop was kind of just neglected a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. it was just, needed it wasn't a necessity it was, so nobody was in there all the time so i've been but like so the shop floors so when guys come in and again we're on all sand course so it's hard to not get sand all over your boots but they mm-hmm. come in and then stomp their feet i'm like oh yeah, yeah. Could do that outside mm-hmm. now i have to sweep it <laughs> other than that is just like the pier is things like along line you know you drive by guys will drive by and they'll see a piece of trash and not mm. pick that up like mm. not that the little things are leaving things in the car that that little extra or not parking in the right spot when you know in, in the in the shop that just so just throws every piece off now you know one's parked off six inches so but now by the time you get to the end i can't get the last piece in because everything's thrown off right right, right. but other than that probably at home is i i love to cook and clean or love to cook so like my kitchen area, I do not like anything on my countertops. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'll get home. Like last night, I was at the golf course till eight o'clock, and then got home, put the boys to bed, and I was like, I gotta clean my countertops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, we all got our things. What would be your dream job? Well, of course, it would be the equipment manager at American Dunes Country or Golf Club. That's for sure. But okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, um, honestly, if I had to do it and I didn't have to deal with the long hours and stress and whatnot, I love to entertain and I'd love to have a little uh, speakeasy barbecue bourbon bar. Um, okay. Yeah. I love to barbecue. I love drinking bourbon. Um, I love ha- hanging out. Um, I already got a name picked out. It's going to be called Barrels and Butts. Okay. And All right. So, yeah. But that would be, I let, you know, like I said, I like to entertain, I like to hoist or I like to host. Um, so usually on Saturdays or Saturdays, I'm, you know, my, in, uh, when my, my in-laws are stuff around and whatnot, I, or my folks and whatnot, I try to try to get something barbecued mm-hmm. and going like that. So that'd probably be, I just don't want to deal with the long hours working late, you know, yeah, yeah. stress of starting at noon, not having enough food. So, mm-hmm. but if I could have a crystal ball and I could make everything go perfectly, that's probably what it would be so what's your go-to barbecue dish probably um i've done probably my pulled pork that's what i kind of started with and then it was uh, that one i can probably do in my sleep pretty much Mm -hmm. and literally did last weekend um i was had my brother's bachelor party on saturday and so friday at night i did the pulled pork and i literally like fell asleep and i woke up like "Uh oh Mm -hmm. and it turned out perfect so yeah that's awesome yeah I'm not asking for recipes, but walk me through your process. Do you inject dry rub? So I do a dry. So with the, with that, I do a dry rub, and uh, I do a dry rub. Just it's basically the same thing I use on everything. Um, pretty generic, you know. Uh, salt, pepper, garlic, salt, mm. cumin, paprika, oregano, brown sugar. You know, I do that dry rub. I'll try to put it on the night before and rub it, and then I'll put it on. So then I do about. 225 put it on there mm-hmm. and then let it get to an internal t- internal temp 165 and then i wrap it and then throw a little butter in there and i gotta i'll actually during that the time that it's oh it's um directly on the grill i'll spritz it with like a um usually kind of whatever i got it laying around but usually apple cider vinegar and like uh apple juice or cranberry juice or something like that and then i wrap it tight uh with foil when it gets 165 and then uh um get it to three Oh, or about two Oh three, two Oh five. And mm-hmm. set it in the cooler for a couple hours. Awesome. But, yeah. Yep. That's, that yep. sounds, that sounds right. I've done that yeah. plenty of times. Now I'm doing my working on my sides. So I, you know, so it'll be like, my wife will get sick. It's like, she's getting sick of the Mac and cheese mm-hmm. <laughs> that, but I'm getting it there. I got a rosemary garlic mash or uh, Mac and cheese. That I think's about spot on now. So, okay. Yeah, but, but, uh, she's getting tired, so you got to change it up. Yeah, which actually I think it is. I, I I think it was probably I don't know when I first got my smoker. I think it was you that actually sent me a recipe for the uh, for the turkey. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. For, uh, okay. Was it from uh, How to Barbecue? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done that since every Thanksgiving ever since. That's awesome. Yeah, I literally do it. I've done it for after after two years of me doing it. Everybody was like, well, we're, gonna, we're just going to keep roasting a turkey. I'm like, I'm going to smoke one. Mm-hmm. And it was that recipe you sent me. And That's awesome. uh, uh, literally the first, the first year I did it, it took a little bit longer than I expected. And everybody was like, oh, so they started eating the roasted turkey. Mm-hmm. Well, come to get leftovers. I go, oh, the, all the smoked turkey's gone. And yeah, there's the whole, exactly. You know, three quarters of a roasted turkey. So, so now everybody's like, you're going to roast, you're going to do a turkey. I'm like, yep, yep. I actually do one for the crew every year too. That's awesome. Yeah. Once you go smoke Turkey, you'll never go back. No, the guy um, that you're talking about is Malcolm Reed and his website is how to barbecue, right? So for any of the listeners that want any recipes, I've 
I'm a big fan of Malcolm Reed and he's got some really good recipes. And the one Ben's referring to is awesome. And I don't, it was, I don't know. That was put out probably four or five years ago. And I think he's got some other recipes since then for smoked turkey, but I I still use that original recipe. Yeah. Same here. And I'm in the same boat. You are every year. I got to do a turkey, you know, and they start asking, you know, a few weeks ahead of time, you're doing the turkey this year, right? Yes. I'll do the turkey again. (laughs) Get ready for tips and tricks. Tell me some uh, tips and tricks that you want to share with us. Yeah. So I got a couple, I mean, I'm a younger guy and got into this industry a little later. So probably a lot of the ones everybody's probably has probably seen or heard of. I just posted one the other day on Twitter. So I used to have a mighty vac fluid evacuator, but I don't have one now. So I kind of made one with just Mm -hmm. uh, took an old, um, an old hydraulic oil bucket and then duct taped. uh, I have a air powered shot back and then just put a three eighths hose into the tank and kind of did that. Mm-hmm. So basically essentially free and worked out without the mess of, uh, you know, draining everything and especially leaking all over and things like that. So another one I got is, uh, take is I used to do this a lot in automotive for, especially, uh, brake bleeders. So a smaller, it would, is you heat, use heat, like a small butane torch and then take a crayola a crayon or any kind of wax really i use crayons because that the when i worked automotive we had um the waiting area had crayons for kids so that's okay. what i use that's mm-hmm. and if you got kids you know you always got crayons laying around so it's easier to access and then you just take it and write it with a crayon and that kind of wicks in into the threads and kind of pen you know draws that wax in and kind of helps relieve it the other thing with uh is if you have a broken off bolt is the left-handed drill bit t- trick? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Start drilling it and a walk away out. Yeah, I had a, uh, I had some, some studs break off in a Ford V10 that, that saved me a lot of work. Otherwise, I would have to pull the heads and send them to a machine shop. But mm-hmm. that for as far as, that's as far as the mechanical ones. Um, got some other ones as far as like kind of let not life in general, but on the other side of it, as far as one of the biggest ones is always be prepared. That's I, that's kind of my motto a little mm-hmm. bit. I, I live by that. And that's not only from having things with you, but it's also the, uh, you know, always have a resume portfolio, that thing kind of updated and be prepared because mm-hmm. you never know when that right up opportunity. That's one thing that I've learned is in this industry, there's a lot of opportunities and I've had a couple of interviews at jobs that I probably never should have had the opportunity to that. I, I don't feel like anyways, big name club mm-hmm. It's just that you need to. And if you show up with just a paper resume, you know, you might as well just check yourself at the door, but uh, guys love to see pictures. So I very highly, highly encourage guys to take pictures and keep a, uh, at least keep a file of that mm-hmm. to have and they can organize it whatever they want. So, you know, I can sit here and tell you, you know, I know how to grind reels or I know how to, I can, you know, I fabricated a bridge and all that, but until you see pictures of it, it really doesn't do it justice. Right. Right. And probably the last thing is an egg McMuffin can really brighten a crew member's day. Okay. So, yeah. Or a donut or whatnot. But I found that, you know, I'll do that every once in a while. I'll swing in stop at McDonald's on my way in and I'll grab 15 and 20 egg McMuffins 
and the crew just, you know, you get that, you know, everybody's going to be okay, but you're that one day you're going to have that one guy that is just either dragging or he's that, you know, hung over or whatever, mm-hmm. but that McMuffin just made his day. Yeah. 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 Gonna look a little bit harder for you. And then when that he gets awesome. back into shop, he's going to make sure that equipment's clean for you. Mm-hmm. So take care of your crew, man. That's, that's one of the biggest things. Uh, I, as, as far as they're the ones out there in the trenches with you. So, I mean, I got one of the best crews that right now that I've ever worked with and from all the way from the super to um, our part-time guys, everything, everybody's great. We have a good time. So we do, I try to barbecue for them and, you know, things like that. And you let them know they're appreciated and little gestures like that can go long, long ways. Yeah, I agree. We kind of, we try to do the same thing several times a year, do a barbecue and, They'll go out and have a golf tournament, you know, or something like that. Yeah. The, you know, the crew guys and they have a good time and that's what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. Probably lastly is mine is, is my kind of, uh, I always want to strive to be the guy, you know, the guy that people call the, the, you know, that when the radio comes and it's kind of funny because it's it's a curse and a blessing at the same time. I remember, you know, growing up farming, it, it, you know, it, if the baler broke down, it was during hay season. That was kind of cool. You know, you're like, oh, great, a break. Mm-hmm. Until you're the guy that's got the service truck with the tools in the back. And then you're like, okay, the baler broke. And everybody just stops and looks at you. And you're like, I'm like, oh, great. That's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you got to go out and, you know, but be the guy, be the guy that they strive, they go to for answers. You know, you don't always have to have the right answer, just have to a answer or a right, way to right. find an answer <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah you don't have to know it all you just have to know somebody that does know something else yeah always keep baylor twine and duct tape with you there you go that's in every farmer's toolkit isn't it <laughs> yeah pretty much yep yeah. anything else you want to talk about you know other than that i mean not really one big thing is is uh i know Corey touched on this quite a bit too is is your family is make sure your family's first that's like i said i'm blessed that my boys are able to come to work with me. If I, you know, if I'm in a pinch, they're there, you know, Teddy's been adjusting the reels of me since he's been little, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's a cool thing about building the golf course is not too many three-year-olds can say that they've, uh, you know, been able to run a, uh, mini X or getting a dozer and run a dozer mm-hmm. and things like that. So he gets to do that and he, uh, he really enjoys that and brightens up his day and also gets me gets the kids to see what i get to do and then also i'm not a stranger at the end of the day they just can see what dad does and then gets me more time with them and and whatnot so that, that's it that's a huge thing no I, I agree with all that and i i consider myself fortunate too because i got two girls and i've had them at the golf course multiple times you know they don't want to play golf i don't either so we'll go out there and fish there you go. And I mean, we have a blast fishing and, you know, I mean, they just, they like just riding around in a golf cart, you know I mean? It's something different and something a lot of kids don't get to experience. So I think we're lucky. I took my son ice fishing for the first time this year and, uh, it was a, it was a disaster and it was, you know, I literally called my dad right afterwards and I said, I was, he's like, so how's your day going? I'm like, oh, and I started complaining about this and, you know, thinking I would get a little sympathy, like, oh boy. And he just starts laughing at me and he goes, boy, I've been there. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I get you. I get you. That's how we make memories too, though. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, tell the listeners how they can get a hold of you. 
my uh, Twitter, um, probably the best way, probably this is the, the Twitter audience would be um, my handle is uh, the real Ben Beard. You know, I don't want nobody else taking my name. So I want to make sure everybody know I'm the real Ben Beard. Uh, that's my handle. If you guys want to hit me up there. Well, thank you for coming on, Ben. I really appreciate it. I've enjoyed this. Oh, me too. We'll be uh, talking to you soon. And I look forward to uh, having a bourbon and some barbecue with you one day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hope you enjoyed hearing from Ben. Tune in next week. We're going to change it up. It's going to be a little bit different. We'll have Diana Kern from GCSAA. And she will be the first guest featured in our new segment, Outside the Shop. And we'll be talking about the Equipment Manager Certificate Program. See you, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Real Turf Techs Podcast. I hope you learned something today. Don't forget to subscribe. If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you'd like to be a guest, find us on Twitter at Real Turf Text. See you, bye.